Black community suffers from the worst health disparities. The Minister of Wellness Ministries is the only pro-black Bible-based health ministry of its kind. We teach biblical health principles that can eradicate obesity and disease. We have everything you need to feel better than you've ever felt in your life. Act now to get your biblical health ebook and DVD both for free. TheMinisterOfWellness.com, TheMinisterOfWellness.com. Welcome to Chilling with Teddy G, an authentic black channel empowering the black community and capturing the modern day black reality through investigative journalism. I'm your host, Teddy G. Hello everyone, it's December 26, 2021. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas and made some fond memories and had some good meals with your family, friends, and loved ones. With all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I welcome all of my kings and queens, my brothers and sisters in Africa and South Africa, and to my listening audience around the globe, back to another episode of CWTG. As you know, I am Teddy G, your host, and on this channel, we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar, no frosting, and definitely no mayonnaise. So y'all go grab yourself your favorite cup of coffee, tea, or latte, or cocoa, or whatever it is that you prefer to drink, and join me for the next few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, as we talk about the uh, sad news of... Uh, author and activist Bell Hooks dying at the tender age of 69. We're going to get right into this story as soon as we do a little housekeeping because you know at the studios of Chilling with Teddy G, it's a must that we keep our dirty laundry clean with the Copyright Disclaimer Act of 1976 under Title, Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Non-profit education or personal use tips the balance in the favor of fair use. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's our sad news. And we want to do, remember uh, Sister uh, Bell Hooks in the fine way because she was a, a very good uh, contributor and uh, activists for the black community. She has uh, acclaimed works such as uh, Ain't I a Woman and All About Love. Uh, the writer shared her ideals about a race, feminism, a romance with a flair and compassion. And she will definitely be uh, missed by all. So let's get right into this story. Now, according to the uh, Guardian, Gloria Gina Watkins, better known by her pen name, Bell Hooks, has died at the age of 69. Her niece, uh, Ebony Mosley, tweeted, the family of Bell Hooks is sad to announce that the passing of our sister, aunt, great aunt, and great great aunt has passed away. She's also uh, attached a statement which said that the family of Gloria Jean Watkins is deeply saddened at the passing of our beloved 
a sister on December 5th, 2021. The family honored her request to uh, transition at home with the family and friends by her side. Now, this uh, author and professor and activist was born in um, Hopkinsville, Kentucky in 1952 and published more than 30 books in her lifetime covering topics including race, feminism, capitalism, and intersectionality. Now, we're going to remember her fondly by going to uh, Amy Goodman, who's a uh, um, an anchor on uh, Democracy Now! on the Warren uh, Peace uh, Report, and uh, get this um, remembrance of this dear uh, departed loved one, activist, and author to uh, millions of people. The trailblazing black feminist scholar and activist Bell Hooks died Wednesday at the age of 69. She was a prolific author who wrote about how a person's race, gender, and social class are interconnected, often referred to the, quote, imperialist white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. Born Gloria Jean Watkins, Bell Hooks wrote more than 40 books, including the 1981 book, Ain't I a Woman? Black Women and Feminism, which took its title from the speech by abolitionist Sojourner Truth. Bell Hooks was a longtime educator, most recently a distinguished professor at Berea College in her home state of Kentucky, which created the Bell Hooks Institute as a center for her writing and teaching. Bell Hooks died at her home in Kentucky, surrounded by family and friends. Her family says her cause of death was end-stage renal failure. We'll talk more about her life and legacy with her close friend of more than 40 years, Beverly Guy Shefthal, former president of National Women's Studies Association and Women's Studies professor at Spelman. But first, let's hear Bell in her own words speaking in 2006 at the University of Oregon when she gave the keynote address at the Women of Color Conference. Committed to the struggle to end domination in all its forms since my teenage years, in midlife I find myself constantly seeking to understand why we have heightened awareness about the suffering caused by exploitation and oppression both in our nation and in the world. Yet this awareness has not inspired us all to move towards the collective action needed to bring peace, love, and healing. In my 20s and early 30s, I was most obsessed with finding words to explain systems of domination, to critique, and to find a voice to express militant resistance. My voice was at times shrill and piercing, full of the pain, feelings of powerlessness in gender, coupled with awareness of the chokehold dominator culture had on my consciousness. In those days, that voice was often interpreted by the status quo as angry, and more often than not, too angry to be worthy of being listened to or heard. Allies in struggle, liberal and progressive, were often eager and still are to portray people of color coming to voice as always and only angry. For radical white folks who had not fully unlearned their racialized sexism, their projected image of an angry black woman letting it all hang out was often superimposed over the reality of voices that were simply boldly speaking truth to power. Ellen Herman, who teaches here in the history department, 
was the editor of my very first book, Ain't I a Woman, Black Women and Feminism. And I remember the day that she called me and said, you know, we really want to publish your book, but we feel that it's so angry. And I said, well, Ellen, you know, I can't accept that. It wasn't anger that I was feeling when I wrote this book. It was the keenness of insight. It was the clarity of truth telling. It was the power of breaking out of the bondage of oppression and exploitation. We have to think about why when people of color find our voice, white people so often can only hear that voice as an angry voice. The acclaimed feminist scholar and activist Bell Hooks speaking in 2006 at the University of Oregon when she gave the keynote address at the Women of Color Conference and read from some of her recent writing. Bell Hooks died Wednesday. She was the author of more than 40 books ranging from essays and poetry to children's books such as Skin Again. In 2000, she published the book All About Love, New Visions, and wrote, quote, it is essential to our struggle for self-determination that we speak of love. For love is a necessary foundation enabling us to survive the wars, the hardships, the sickness, and the dying with our spirits intact. It is love that allows us to survive whole. For more, we're joined by her dear friend, Beverly Guy Sheftal. She is the former president of National Women's Studies Association, professor of women's studies at Spelman College. First of all, Professor Guy Sheftal, our condolences on the loss of your close friend, Bell Hooks. Thank you very much, Amy. And I am really happy to be here. And I loved that particular speech that you all uh, quoted from. Talk about your friend and the icon, the um, African feminist, African-American feminist trailblazer, Bell Hooks. First, her name. Talk about how she kept it in lowercase and why she chose to take that name, Bell Hooks. So, um, Bell Hooks uh, chose the name of her great-grandmother, Bell Hooks, because she learned from family and other members of the small rural Hopkinsville community in Kentucky that her great-grandmother was fierce and always talking back. And so rather than attach her name to her books, she wanted to create some distance between me, the author, and the words. And, and the choice of Bell Hooks, her great-grandmother, which she put in lowercase letters, uh, said to us that it is not me, Gloria Watkins, uh, who is the most important. It's what these words are. And the model of my great-grandmother, Bell Hooks, who stays in my consciousness. And the, 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 the small letters also captured, I think, uh, Bell Hooks's always transgressive oppositional self. So I'm not gonna even use capital letters. I'm not gonna use my name. I'm going to use my transgressive great-grandmother's name on those books. Can you talk about Bell Hooks' life and the message she felt which was so important to understand? 
the first thing I'll say about Bell Hooks is that she was always the teacher. I mean, we, we know she was a professor uh, at many, many um, places, Oberlin College, uh, Berea, where she uh, spent her last 20 years as a teacher, as a professor. Uh, she had a PhD in English, where she wrote a dissertation on Toni Morrison. But fundamentally, she was a teacher. And by teacher, I meant she believed that her audience was broader than the academy or broader than higher education. And she wanted to reach the largest number of people, regular people, young boys, children that she could. And she wanted to have the broadest impact on the broadest amount of people. And so when I think of Bell Hooks, I think about her primarily as a teacher. And she was very much impacted by teachers. Uh, she was very much impacted, for example, by the uh, Buddhist uh, person, um, Thich Nhat Hanh. Uh, and I think that she saw herself in some ways as, as, as a person who would sit with, sit with young people and community people and students and help them understand this world in which we live, which is full of all kinds of domination. So I see her as a teacher. She was hard hitting. She was sometimes merciless in her critiques. She was unrelenting. She was courageous. She was in your face, but she was also gentle. And I'm, I'm, I was just listening to that sort of soft voice, gentle spirit, passionate, and um, always, always trying to uh, tell the truth from her perspective. You know, I got a chance to interview her um, and asked her, it was to remember Paulo Freire. Uh, the great educator who wrote uh, The Pedagogy of the Oppressed, where she also laid out her philosophy of education. This is Bell Hooks. In our culture, so often people teach um, beliefs, values, ideas that have no relationship to how they live their lives. And each of the many times that I saw Paolo, I saw him exemplify again and again um, a, a unity between theory and praxis. And that in, has inspired me both as an intellectual and as a teacher to want to have that kind of unity, to believe that it, to, and to know that it's not a dream or a fantasy, but that you can um, teach by, by, by being in the world as much as you can by the books you write. And I wanted to turn to an excerpt from Bell Hooks' 1999 speech at the Los Angeles Public Library. Here she talks about her conception of love and her book Yearning, Race, Gender, and Cultural Politics. When I go and I, I talk a little bit about the question of love, people will start saying to me, oh, I hope you're not going to lose that, you know, critical edge, that daring, you know, like angry voice that we had in all the other writings. And and I, I say to them that that's exactly um, what I think about the question of love, that to talk about love and to talk about um, the big question of why choose love and why our nation has to choose love again as one of the ethical values driving our daily lives is in fact to be doing that which is courageous and daring and, and enormously difficult. 
to do precisely because of the profound trivialization of love in our culture. We might do well to not just problematize our difficulties around race, gender, and other things, but to also then talk about what brings us together. You know, what, what kinds of yearnings do we share across all of those things? And it seems to me that the desire to love and be loved is one of those yearnings people share, irrespective of class, race, sexual preference, practice, and that it might be interesting for us to theorize in terms of our struggles to end all forms of domination from that place of love. So that's Bell Hooks talking about her book, Yearning, Race, Gender, and Cultural Politics. If you can talk about that and also her talking about white capitalist, um, white supremacist capitalist patriarchy, Professor Guy Sheftal. You know, it might, it, it might be good to, to, re, to remind all of us that to have black people love themselves. That is a radical act in the U.S. context. And it wasn't, it's not just black women. She wanted little black boys to love themselves. She wanted little black girls with so-called nappy hair to love themselves, which is why she wrote that book about being nappy. So we might think about love as a sort of innocuous, trivial, non-political project. But she knew that loving ourselves, all people, but particularly people of color and black people in the U.S., to love ourselves is a radical political act. And um, that's one of the people's favorite books all about love, because I think uh, we understood that, that if you don't love yourself, if you don't engage in self-love, you cannot possibly change the world. And so that was an extremely important intervention uh, in terms of her her, her, her her writings. Her constant naming of imperial white supremacist patriarchy, which can also be framed if we borrow Kimberly Crenshaw's term intersectionality. Bell didn't use the term intersectionality. She wanted us to hear imperial white supremacist patriarchy and later she added heteropatriarchy because she wanted to name what that was. But it is essentially the concept of intersectionality which goes back to the 19th century black women such as Mariah Stewart and Ida B. Wells. And so she never stopped saying it. Imperial, white supremacist, heteropatriarchy because she wanted us to hear it over and over and over again so that we could eradicate it. And as you talked about children loving themselves, particularly black children, she wrote that acclaimed children's book, Skin Again, beautifully illustrated by Chris Rashka. The book reads in part, the skin I'm in is just a covering. It cannot tell my story. If you want to know who I am, you have to come inside and open your heart way wide. Professor. Yes. She also, her, her favorite children's book was B-Boy Buzz, which she talked about a lot. And you have a, a little more protagonist. And she talked about the fact that the uh, publishers were sort of reluctant uh, to have a little black boy protagonist. But of course, she insisted 
in the same way as she described earlier, insisting uh, to those publishers of that very first book that uh, she was not angry, uh, she was committed, and she always, again, insisted, lived the life that she wanted to live, uh, lived it on her own terms, and that was with book publishers, her employers, her family, her partners, and her friends. Beverly Guy Sheftal, I want to thank you so much for uh, remembering Bell Hooks. It's hard to say remembering. She died just this week at the age of 69. Uh, professor Beverly Guy Sheftal is a professor of women's studies at Spelman College, former president of the National Women's Studies Association. And we truly want to thank you two queens for remembering uh, Bell Hooks in such a uh, beautiful way. All of our sympathies and um, condolences goes out to um, her family during this uh, uh, tragic time in their lives. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have this uh, uh, beautiful author and activist uh, who has uh, passed away in our remembrance. I really can't say remembering because like uh, uh, Amy Goodman said, she's uh, uh, just died of, um, a few days ago, less than a week ago. But uh, she will be missed and she knows and her family knows that she is loved and very much uh, appreciated. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of Chilling with Teddy G. We appreciate it uh, very much. As I always tell y'all at the end of every show, please continue to do your social distancing and wear your outer gear because all of these things are the new normal that we're living in. The old normal is gone, passed away, and it's not coming back. So take care of your immune system, okay? Eat the proper meals, take the proper vitamins, eat the proper vegetables, and fruits and nuts and berries and seeds and lemon and garlic and onions and peppers and don't forget the g-bombs those mighty powerful g-bombs which are immune system builders all of these foods and we know with a healthy and strong immune system you can prevent yourself from catching this virus or even if you do end up testing positive for it you'll be able to get rid of it with little to no medication check with your physician i tell you all these things because i love you guys loving you guys is my food and teddy g is hungry each and every single day of his life and until god grants me the opportunity to address you guys again i bid each and every one of you peace love and soul